When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Manchester City fans my name is Seb Parkinson and I want to tell you that I am sat in a beauty spot in a place called Rosendale just northeast of the city of Manchester I've spent my full day from nine o'clock this morning at Manchester City in the background you will hear sheep because where I am is surrounded by green hills sheep and a quad bike carrying food for the sheep this evening What a beautiful surrounding, a world away from the hustle and bustle of the Manchester City football ground. We were there today at open training, myself and my colleague Connor, who you will hear from, who is going to give you a bit of a review of the Manchester City and Leeds game, as well as a full preview of Manchester City's trip to Spain, to the Santiago Bernabeu, the legendary stadium. The stadium that City have a bit of a bad relationship with, as it was where Manchester City bowed out of last season's Champions League before Real Madrid went on to win the competition. Manchester City left today with one player absent, Nathan Ake, who pulled up injured in one of City's recent fixtures. Nathan Ake was not at the training session this morning. We were curious as to whether he would just not be there for the media. As for those that don't know, for every city European game, any European game in any European competition, the media has a 15-minute slot where we can film and photograph the team. And it's a great opportunity to see which players are fit, which players are injured and everything that's going on around the club. We had a little walk through the City Football Academy, seeing all the trophies, the recent history, the far history of the club in cabinets, beautifully displayed before we overlooked the training pitch with all the usual suspects, except for Nathan Ake, as I said. I'm going to hand you over now to my colleague Connor, who earlier today at the Etihad Stadium talked all about what we saw at the open training gave a little review of the Leeds game and a little nod towards this weekend as Manchester City face Everton sandwiched between those two vital fixtures against Los Blancos Real Madrid
Hello everybody, welcome back to the Etihad here with me, Conor McGilligan, on a gloomy Monday afternoon. We've just been and watched Manchester City uh, train and it's always a fantastic experience doing that, so thank you to Manchester City of course. Uh, but we're back here discussing everything to do with the club. Right now City are in an incredible funk. It's fantastic to see, the fans are loving it, we're loving it as journalists as well and we're back here to discuss everything when it comes to Leeds United, Real Madrid, Everton, so much to talk about. Man City, it feels at the minute, are playing every minute. It's ridiculous. Uh, me and my cameraman feel like you know we're doing stuff on Manchester City all the time. So it's fantastic for us, of course, for coverage. So what have we seen today? What have we seen today at training? Well, I've experienced the fantastic Rondo. I've seen Jack Grealish and Kevin De Bruyne keep the ball for about 10 minutes. I've seen another lovely relationship. We've seen, we've seen flourish at uh, City at the minute when it comes to Jack Grealish and Erling Haaland on the pitch. And it happens in training as well, everyone. The relationship, the bond, the shouting each other from one side to the other. It's fantastic to see. But anyway, on to important matters. It looks like Nathan Ake is going to be out for this one. From what we saw, we didn't see him at training. Something might have happened after training, as in maybe behind closed doors, who knows, which is definitely key to know. But from what we saw, the reporters, the journalists, the camera guys, unfortunately, Nathan Ake wasn't there, which fires up a mighty conundrum for Pep Guardiola. A flat back four, four centre-backs, has been something that has revitalised Manchester City when it comes to the rear guard. So what on earth is going to happen right now? Is Laporte going to be introduced? Is Sergio Gomez going to be introduced? Is there going to be a little bit of a hybrid role for a City player? Who knows? Pep Guardiola and his, and his mastermind ways shocks us all constantly, doesn't it? So, But you do, you do have to have faith, don't you, Pep Guardiola, of course. But getting on to... The Real Madrid game in just a second. When you when you look at the Leeds game at the weekend, there was a little bit of rotation. We saw Kyle Walker start on the bench. We saw Jack Grealish start on the bench. But interestingly, Erling Haaland and Kevin De Bruyne did start the game. Obviously, Ilkay Gundogan was fantastic. Pep was referring to that in his uh, post-match press conference as well, how vital Ilkay Gundogan is and how much he wants to keep Ilkay Gundogan at the club. Obviously, there's a lot of contract talk of Ilkay Gundogan is he going to leave Bernardo Silva's in that remit as well but Pep was talking about how he's had discussions within the club about him wanting Ilkay to stay so we know he's going to be fundamental we know he's going to be absolutely fundamental in the running he was playing he was fantastic scored two goals should have had a third saved onto the post by the Leeds United goalkeeper but City were dominant 85 minutes it was it was fantastic City were purring I think Leeds had 18% possession and Man City were just on top completely. Obviously, changes happened. City let it go a little bit towards the end, which was disappointing to see. But still, City got the three points. Pep was referencing Erling Haaland afterwards, saying what a fantastic game uh, he had. Obviously, Haaland was getting criticism. Can you believe that? He was getting criticism for not taking the penalty, which I found quite shocking, to be quite honest with you. Gundogan should have taken the penalty. Gundogan you know, was going to get a hat-trick, wasn't he? So it was only the right thing to do. But Pep, in his post-match press conference, was saying that Haaland is too nice. Well, I'm absolutely fine with that. You know, 35 goals in 31 games. If that's a nice guy, imagine what he's like when he's mean and ruthless. And that might develop with City in the next coming years. But obviously Leeds, dominant, a dominant performance. City now going to Real Madrid, as I've mentioned, Nathan Ake, who knows what's what's happening there, as I've just mentioned and referenced a few times, he wasn't in the open training, so what will Pep do, who knows, but you're expecting a strong City side. Man- Manuel Akanji said that this is the only game this season, the only game this season where Manchester City are classed as underdogs, and I think we can all agree is that the world media know that for this game, 
it's, it, they call it football heritage, don't they? Football heritage, Champions League heritage. That's what Real Madrid have over Man City. But I thoroughly believe, I firmly believe, in fact, that Man City have learned from last season. They let it sleep, slip with, it, with, with five minutes to go. And it all turned on its head in the Bernabeu. The atmosphere was fantastic in Spain, Madrid that night. City cannot afford to let that happen again because overall, Manchester City were the dominant team. They let Real Madrid back into it for five to ten minutes. It all slipped. But now, for me, this season, they've got rotation options. With rotation options comes quality off the bench. Pep has managed his side in a really, really fantastic way for me this season. You know, the acquisitions of players like Manuel Akanji for 15 million quid, who seamlessly you know, transitioned into this side, has been a welcome addition from last season. Bernardo Silva's on pom, Ilkay's on, on pom, Kevin De Bruyne, after Pep came out, after his press conference about three months ago and said, Erling's not at the level, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, sorry, Kevin's not at the level, I'm paraphrasing, um, and that sort of spurred uh, Kevin De Bruyne on to, to even greater things. Erling Haaland's been consistent all season. Jack Grealish has been fantastic. Riyad Mahrez as a rotation option has been unbelievable. Phil Foden has come in last week, scored a goal. He's come in against Leeds, played well as well. So Pep has an abundance an abundance of, of, of players at his disposal right now, healthy options which City didn't have last season. So going into this, I know what Akanji said about City being underdogs, but realistically, when you look at the football on the pitch, for me, there's only one underdog and it's Real Madrid. It is Real Madrid going into this one. So rotation options for this, do I think Pep will utilise it? I don't. I think this is going to be City's strongest eleven. I really do. And then maybe when you're looking at Everton at the weekend, which, which Pep has essentially said is going to be the hardest game remaining that Man City have. There's going to be two strong sides set out for this one. Man City cannot afford to slip up. And a huge win for Arsenal at St James's Park, which I don't think any City fans really expected, to be quite honest with you. Obviously, Arsenal on the downward spiral in the last month, and they came out, they put a good performance in against Newcastle. Once again, a gentle reminder for Manchester City, this cannot stop. This momentum has to continue. It is a slog. It is a grind. But if you want to be Premier League champions, if you want to be, if you want to win the Champions League, the FA Cup, the treble, as we've all been speaking about, you have to grind these results out. It's going to be an arduous season for Manchester City, but can they do it? Of course they can. Now listen, we're going to be We've got coverage of everything, everything Manchester City. You want to see something regarding open training? We've got it in abundance across our sites. Social media is on pomp at the minute. Our YouTube site is, you know, it's all, all the latest news. It's number one, number one for Manchester City. The Talking City podcast is everywhere at the minute, guys. We've got bonus podcasts for you as well, as well as the essential baseline content we have every single week, which can be twice a week. Extra content, three or four podcasts a week. Can you believe it, everybody? You can go check that out um, on all our all of our sites of course we'll be back with some more Manchester City content very very soon keep it locked in with us guys make sure you like comment and subscribe and we'll see you in a bit cheers Great stuff, Connor. Really, really good preview there. Connor is one of my esteemed colleagues. He's the broadcast guy, as it says on his Twitter profile. Connor is the guy whose face you will see on our Twitter and our Facebook and our YouTube reviewing every Manchester City game this season. And what a season it's been. Manchester City find themselves in three finals in inverted commas the premier league final the running city top the table ahead of arsenal who've dominated the season thus far but city really shifted into gear and are on for an historic 
Trevor, don't tell Pep Guardiola that though, because he will not agree. He's not interested in talking about it. He's only talking about the next game ahead each time. But Manchester City have got an FA Cup final on June the 3rd against Manchester United. City and United have never played each other in an FA Cup final. So it's history already on top of history potentially to be made. Manchester United are the only team that's ever won a historic treble. Manchester City could match them if they manage to beat Real Madrid, beat Manchester United and beat Arsenal to the Premier League title. They are top of the league, as we know, riding high with... Not so many games left to go. It is the final hurdle, Manchester City fans. Do you think City can win a historic treble? Let us know in the comments. Tweet us at Man City MEN. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know where you're watching City v Real Madrid. Are you going to the game? We want to hear from you. Get in touch at Man City MEN or via our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from the fans. We'd love to hear what you think about the podcast. But for now, it's time to hear from the manager and Rodri, who sat alongside Pep Guardiola this evening at the Santiano Bernabeu as Manchester City arrived with a full but one squad. An excellent team, performing excellently and peaking at the right time. Let's hope that Man City can do one better than they did last season and get to that Champions League final, as Connor said, against one of the Milan sides. Here is Rodri and Pep Guardiola. Hi, Rodri. Um... Obviously, last season was very difficult for you and the team here in the way you went out. Um, how much will that experience uh, benefit you ahead of uh, the game tomorrow? Yeah, as you said, uh, I think football gives you the option to, to go have uh, revenge. Of course, we, I have the philosophy and I think all my teammates have the philosophy that you can always learn about uh, the past experiences. Uh, we did a great... Uh, Two games, but at the end, football was like this. We didn't go through, but we are here again to to fight again with with the illusion, with the motivation, uh, with the feeling that we're doing the, the things very very good uh, this year, and we arrive, I think, in the best moment. Uh, and yeah, as I tell you, we try to learn about the, what we can improve, uh, what we did bad uh, in this in that moment. Hi, Rodri. Can you just put into words when you get to this stage of the season, going for a treble, how much confidence? It gives you to have a teammate like Erling Haaland who can score 51 goals in all competitions this season? Well, of course, he's, uh, for us, he's such an important player uh, uh, since the beginning of the season. Um, I think we never doubted about his capability to, to score goals. That's something he born, uh, he born to. Uh, but he fits so well in the team. He's understanding so well how we have to move, uh, but I think as a, as a team we're getting the best moment right now, understanding each other. I think we, we changed quite a bit the way we play from last season, um, and now we're playing three in the back, so uh, yeah, many changes, but like always the, the team is adapting so, so good, and we've been brilliant the last eight months to, to arrive here and to try to fight to uh, in a three-ball. I think not many, not many teams can say this. Uh, but uh, this, this is a matter of effort, of, of suffering, of, uh, of giving everything the, the last eight months. But we know that if we want to finish this, we have to give our best the last month. So that's what we're trying to do. That's our duty. Um, and yeah, tomorrow we have a, an incredible game for us. And we will need to show the best version of ourselves if we want to uh, fight for, for being in the final. Just wondering, you say about how you've reached your best moment. 
was there a time, was there a point when, when it felt like it all clicked? I know Ilkay Gundawan spoke to us about this. Was it a match or was it a period of time? When do you think it was and what do you think made it happen? Well, I think, uh, to be honest, uh, the whole year we've been very, very good. In, uh, if, if, if you talk about the, the performance of the team, maybe the results uh, in some of the months they weren't there. Uh, we couldn't have like four or five wins in a row. Uh, but now we, we get in, in the moment that we identify what we have to do exactly, being solid in the behind, uh, be clever, being um, scoring goals when you have to score. Uh, and this is the moment that we all know as a team and big teams like us identify the moment that you have to even push a bit more. Uh, and that's when we, I think we, we win in 10 games in a row in the Premier League. Uh, this talks about the, the hunger and the ambition of the, of the team to, to arrive in these stages and know what we're fighting for, the, the important things. So now is when we have to do a step forward individually and collectively. And it's something we understood uh, quite well from, from February, March uh, until now. Since he came to Man City, Erling has turned into maybe the biggest star in, in world football. Knowing him personally, um, how does he handle that noise and all the talk and what's he like as a person? Well, to be honest, uh, Erling is uh, very simple, uh, still 22 years old. Sometimes we don't realize how young these lads are. You, I saw his face and he's a kid uh, yet. He's, he's not very old. Uh, I've, I, I see myself young and I'm 20, 26, turning 27, so imagine him. Uh, but yeah, but like involving so good into the team, uh, so humble uh, in the fact that he wants to to learn, he wants to listen to everyone, the coach, the, the teammates, he, he has the hunger to, to improve and that's, I mean, when you have the level of these players and, and you put your ego out of, out of this and, and you involve into the team, uh, many good things can, can happen. Paul? Hey, Rodri, I'm sure you'll have watched the video from the second leg uh, from, from last season. Can you just actually, could you pinpoint what actually went on in that last five minutes and how long did it take you to get out of uh, out of your system can you repeat sorry I didn't understand sorry um, you've watched the yeah. second leg can you actually pinpoint what went wrong what happened uh, in those last five minutes and how hard was it to get over as well I mean football is is like this sometimes uh, I think we, we did uh, 180 minutes brilliant but uh, it's not enough uh, sometimes you can lose the the leg in five minutes and I think the last minutes in, in, in that leg uh, we, we didn't handle in the right way. I think we learned from that um, and football is, is like this, you have to kill the opponent when, when you can. Uh, it's something that we learned from the, from the past but I don't like to talk much about the past. I think we are different, we, we change a lot of things, the, the environment changed a lot, the, the way we're coming now and it's, it's another another year, another goal. So yeah, we, now we're here to, to fight uh, again with the, with the same smile we did last season. And of course, with, with hunger of, of uh, having revenge. How do you improve a performance when you allow the first shot on goal in the 90th minute? If you talk about the, our, our league, the Premier League, uh, the level is so high that it sometimes you have to play in this level. Uh, don't allow the teams to, to, to shoot even one, sh one target because it happened to us that we, we've been dominating, uh, we score a goal and the quality of the opponents are so high that you cannot even have a chance. The same happened with, with Real Madrid. So it's something we're trying to 
to to focus on. Don't try as give nothing to the opponents, being solid and and try to to kill them when, when we can and, and try to be uh, efficient and score goals uh, in the moment you can punish the opponent. So, yeah, but still, I, I, as I tell you, I think the level of the team is very, very high in this moment of the season, but still we, don't, we are not champions of, of anything. So uh, we have to keep with the same mentality in every game. And I think this will be the, the good thing to, to perform well and, and fight until yet. You were here last season fighting for the same goals, Champions League final and the Premier League. The season before, got to the final in the Premier League. And you said yourself that they're in the best moment now. How do you have so many players playing at the top of their game, season after season, fight, fighting for these goals? Because if you look around Europe, there's not so many teams that are always there. What's different about, about you guys? Well, I, I don't know. I can talk about, talk about my club, the way they, the philosophy we have, the... The stuff we have in behind that pushes every year to be even better and better and change things and new players coming in and we try to to teach this um, this level of of, of uh, i don 't know how to say in English uh, of ambition every year of hunger because uh, when you win 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 uh, of course you 're closer to win, but you need this something in here to to go again, and you have to have the, the proper mentality to to feel uh, a small team. And fight like a small team, because if you feel something bigger, you will you will be confused. So that's what we do. We feel uh, small, and we fight like a small team, run like a small team, uh, and then we have top quality players that every season uh, deserve the, everything. But uh, we've been unbelievable the last years, uh, and, and this year in, individually it's been it's been great for the team. So yeah, we'll we'll fight for everything. Hi, Pep. Hi. Um, what happened at the end of the game here last season? Was that one of the most traumatic five or ten minutes of your managerial career to see a game disappear through your fingers like that? Obviously, obviously it was, but uh, at the end we make an exceptional first game in Manchester. Exceptional. We did a, a really good game here. No exceptional, but a really good game. In general, we make a good performance. This football is not, was not enough. And when someone beat us, all we can do is congratulate them, accept it, and and move forward. One year later, we're here. That means sometimes it's, it's really good. After wake up or stand up, after what happened last season, that it's a good point for us. Do you take encouragement from that? Okay, you you lost the tie, but I think everybody who was at both games would recognise that you were probably the better team over the over the tie. So does that give you the encouragement rather than actually what happened in terms of result? Uh, we, arrived here, we arrived here last season for the encouragement to, to get the final. The way we played was really good in both games, again. Uh, but it was not enough. But what happened in the past, in the past, we are not here for the revenge. It's just another opportunity. As much we are here, one day we'll get it. One day we'll, re we'll reach the final and, and we will win it. Uh, we come here to do this this season. But they said it's completely different than the previous one. No, last season also we came here to reach the final and win it. But it uh, didn't happen uh, because uh, uh, we play against Real Madrid. And Real Madrid in this competition knows exactly what you have to do. And as much we play against them or against the top elite teams in Europe, much closer we'll be. Hi, Pep. Do you feel better prepared for this year given the experience that you all went through last year? <laughs> 
I think last season we were prepared well to, to do it. I, I'm not a big fan to think about it, like the experience we had in the positive way or negative way is going to help us. Uh, of course, you are the same managers. 80-90% uh, are the same players in both, both sides. So, but completely different games. So we see what happens tomorrow. The difference is the second leg is at home. I don't know if it's an advantage or disadvantage. But uh, I think everything is going to decide in, in Manchester. So how, how different a place do you think the two teams are to where they were when they met this time last year? It's quite similar, I would say. I would say. We were fighting for the Premier League like this season and then they were fighting for the Liga. It's a bit different, but now they won the cup. In Spain, they just have this competition to end the season, so... For us, you know, this, to win these competitions, you have to win the best teams. And, and Madrid is the best team in this competition in the last decade, seven, eight, nine, ten years, by far. So at the end, you have to face him. And it's okay, why not? Let's go, let's try it, do, perform well. We, we spoke last season, we had to perform to reach the final, and we did it. I, I reviewed the game these last two days, the both games we played there to to see more or less what happened. And we played exceptional at home, exceptional. Could not be better to play against Real Madrid there. And the result was okay, it was okay, but not could be better. And here, that is the real, real test. We played not exceptional, but we played good. But it was not enough. So we say, yeah, it was the last minute. Yeah, football is 95 minutes, so it's not about before. And what happened was right after, congratulate Madrid, after they won the, the Champions League. And, we are, we are here again. Paul. Hi, Pep. It's your third successive year in the semi-finals of this competition. Does it feel it's getting closer that you will lift this trophy with Manchester City? Are the signs pointing towards that? I would say we seven years ago when I arrived, we won to win that, season, that year the Champions League and then year after and the year after. So we won it, definitely. But the same last season, not change much this because last season will happen or or the final we lost against Chelsea two seasons ago. So we won it. But last season we were at the end of the world and here, here we are again. So I would not like to have a, a team like we win the Champions League one day and after stay 10 years without playing the Champions League or go down, down and down and down. There are clubs in Europe that invest and make a crazy, crazy thing just to win the Champions League. And after that, they don't win the Champions League and the leagues go down and down. So be stable is the most important thing as a club. Example like Madrid, for example, and every season is there. That is the best. Of course, they win it, but being there like Barcelona in the past, like all the time was there, or Liverpool all the time is there. So that means, uh, for me, that means, you know, a club like is stable, is healthy. And when you are quite often here, so at the end, it's going to happen. We won it this season, for sure. Like happened last season. I am Barcelona fan. And Barcelona fan spent a lot of time to win the first time the Champions League in 92 and lost a lot of finals and was there. So it's a process. I would love to win in the past, you know, already have there, but now it wouldn't change. You do win the past and after you are not there and you didn't make wrong things. Important is to be stable, you know, getting better every season, every season to try to be in the early clubs. Next season will be the Champions League again for the Spanish clubs. Maybe it's not or Madrid or Barcelona, this class maybe is not important, but in Premier League it's so difficult to qualify for the Champions League. We are there. And for us it's so, so important next season we'll face maybe Madrid again. Dave, 
Hi, Pep. Um, Rodri <coughs> was just in, Rodri, talking about football giving you a chance for revenge after what happened last season. Is there a danger, though, that the players could be distracted by what they have to do tomorrow night? If that revenge... will, be a, will be a huge mistake. We yeah. are not here for revenge, just for an opportunity. Yeah. What happened, happened in the past. So the past, they deserve it at the end because they want it. And always I believe in football, when you want it, it's because you deserve it. I'm going to say that we were not proper team to fight to reach the final next season. No, we were. We did everything, more than everything, to reach the final. But football is not enough. So hopefully we can learn and play better than last minute or score the goals, that the incredible chances on where Courtois don't have the big night that they had in the both games or, or, or you know, or be better. So... The lesson we can learn from last season is not here to make a revenge, you know, learn a little bit what happened, to, to get a good result, to perform well tomorrow and, and give the, <coughs> the opportunity to reach the final open uh, in Manchester. We'll take one from Sam and then we'll move into Spanish, please. <coughs> Hi, Pep. You, you were talking there about being stable and other teams that try and win the Champions League and then drop. You're obviously here again. Last year, you were here trying to reach the final, win the Premier League. Season before, reach the final, win the Premier League. How, what is it about City, about the, your players and about you, that means you can keep doing it every year so consistently? Why do you keep getting to this stage? Well, with the same players, the same manager cannot be eternal to try to do it, to do it. At the end, the demanding for my club to win the Champions League, I know it. I had the feeling when I arrived. didn't ask me if I know the feeling after the first Premier League that the target is the Champions League. It's no, when you don't have anything, you don't have one trophy, you want it. That, so it, that is nice, but in a good way. So we cannot become crazy neither. So at the end, it's a football game, two games. We're going to, to try to do the good one in a, in a special scenario. And, and that is uh, what, uh, what, uh, what we have to do. <laughs> Good stuff. It's always it's always great to hear Pepe. He talks he talks so well. And Rodri, you know, considering English isn't his native language, he speaks so so confidently and so well. There was a, a second section to that uh, to that press conference where Pep answered all of his answers in Spanish to Spanish reporters. If you want to see that, you can find that on our YouTube channel. But uh, for for the purpose of the podcast, because ninety nine percent of you listeners are English speakers, according to our analytics decided to chop that part out of the press conference podcast now one of my another esteemed colleague Isaac Johnson was watching Pep Guardiola's press conference and here he is to dissect the answers from Rodri and Pep Guardiola Isaac thank you very much for joining me take it away Yes, great to hear from Pep Guardiola there as always. Hello, I am Isaac Johnson for the Manchester Evening News Football Desk, reporting on Manchester City. Um, and it was interesting, wasn't it, what Rodri and, and Pep Guardiola said there? Rodri was very much, I am out for revenge, this team's out for revenge. I think the line was, I think football gives you the option for revenge. And it's very much a buzzword that Manchester City players have avoided using, especially Pep Guardiola who came up afterwards and said, no, we are not here for revenge. This is just an opportunity. So it was very interesting to see how <laughs> Guardiola dampened down Rodri's fire there. But at least we know what Rodri's feeling um, ahead of it. Because, And I, th I think Pep Guardiola is very keen to uh, make sure his players are grounded and not um, 
in that mindset because a lot of the chat, of course, was about last year's semi-final and how City threw it away late on in the Bernabeu. Um, and, you know, Pep Guardiola said, we were prepared last year too, you know, with the same managers, basically the same players. Um, but he said the difference this time is that the second leg is at home. And I must agree, I think that is absolutely massive, especially in a Champions League semi-final. Now, it is a bit different in the other semi-final, in the Milan derby, where both legs are at the same stadium. But in terms of Manchester City and um, Real Madrid, you know, the Burnabout, an historic place, you, you know, City knew last year how hard it was and they found out how hard it was when uh, they gave away that late uh, lead. And Guardiola knows that the Etihad has a role to play this time around for City in the same way. Um, and so it was interesting that he noted that. Uh, the press conference also included talk about, you know, can you win this coveted and elusive Champions League? And I do think Guardiola gets frustrated by this question because... Is it, he said basically that it's a question that has been asked for seven years, his whole tenure, can you win the Champions League? Um, he, he basically came up with the line of uh, last season, it was the end of the world when we didn't win it, but we are here again. But to me, I think this frustration, you can tell it matters to him. You know, we, we forget Guardiola has not won the Champions League since... 2011 when he beat Manchester United that's a long time ago and he really 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 wants it his his um his thorn in his side from from his Bayern Munich days was not to win in the Champions League he wants to win it with City obviously and uh, you know you can tell in his answers when people ask about the Champions League you know he does get frustrated by it but I think that's only a positive for City fans, if I'm being honest, the way he reacts, it shows he cares, obviously. Now, last year, one of the criticisms in that semi-final that they lost was the lack of deft and clinical finishing um, towards the end of the game. Obviously, Mares scored last year, and um, I remember City had a, a number of chances, didn't they? they had a number, I remember Jack Grealish famously flashing one across the face of the goal just before Madrid got their two goals back. Now, they have Erling Haaland, who has been brought in to come up with the goods in these moments. And, um, you know, I think everybody knows it, don't they, really? This is the crunch match. He's got the Premier League record behind him now. City do look favourites for the league. The FA Cup is within reach. But it's the Champions League that really, really is the crux for uh, City and for Haaland. And and Rod, Rodri sang the praises of Haaland, basically saying, yes, he can do it, but the proof will be in the pudding. City fans will, will know what it, it takes and they will see what Haaland's mentality is like in these crunch moments. As we've seen throughout the season, he has remained absolutely stoic throughout these crunch moments and hopefully he can do it again in the Bernabeu. Now, a few men- things quickly to mention just away from Pep Guardiola's press conference is that uh, Real Madrid uh, held their own with Ancelotti 
uh, and he actually says City do look unstoppable. Um, but when asked about how to deal with Haaland, he said, well, it's, it's more than just Haaland. You know, he, he's sensational, uh, but City have got loads of other quality in their side. And the big news from Madrid is that Luka Modric is back. He missed the last three games, including Sunday's Copa del Rey final win, which um, obviously they'll go into this game now on a high after that win, um, and they'll be boosted by the return of Luka Modric. Um, and for City, unfortunately, we did not see Nathan Ake in training today. Um which will be a bit of a blow if he is not available, which you would presume not if he hasn't taken part in team training. Um, he has been arguably City's best defender this season. Not only that, he's come up with a few crucial goals as well, hasn't he? Um, so with that in mind, if if he is not available, then we at the MEN have predicted a lineup as such, which is in a 4-3-3 formation which sees, obviously, Edison in goal. Then at the back, we've got Walker at right back, Stones at centre-back alongside uh, Diaz, with a Kanji filling at left-back. Now, he has shown he can play sort of the, the, the full-back role of Kanji. I don't think Gomez will be risked at the burnabout, do you? I, I don't, don't think so. So I think a Kanji will come in at left-back there. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Guardiola will be experimenting with Bernardo down the left side again. Anyway, in midfield, we have Rodri as the anchor with De Bruyne and Gundogan looking to make up for his penalty miss from the weekend in midfield. Uh, and we have on the right, Bernardo Silva with Jack Grealish on the left. And of course, Erling Haaland up top. What will the score be? Well, it, with City, it, who knows? <laughs> who knows when it comes to these moments? But... I think if City can get a draw at least at the Bernabeu, then that puts them at a massive advantage going back to the Etihad. And a draw is a very, very, very good result. And that's what I think it will be. Um, with the pressure of the home fans and the tie, City will be able to stomach it. It's just whether they'll be able to have as many openings as they would like. I don't think away from home they will. So personally, I'm going for a 1-1 scoreline, which is an absolutely terrific result if they do get that and at the SL we all know what they can do just a quick preview ahead looking ahead to Everton very quickly obviously we'll have to mention this because Everton beat high flying Brighton 5-1 on Monday which nobody expected they played brilliantly I must say um, which is a bit ominous for City then they did look really up for it so they will be tricky this weekend um and it's not the result Guardiola would have wanted in terms of their belief and the fact that the Guzan crowd will be up for it. And it is a real banana skin now. Maybe a few weeks ago you could say City will be able to ride it. Definitely a banana skin now. So it's a huge week coming up for them where we could learn more about their treble likelihood. Thank you for listening. Brilliant. Well, that rounds up our Talking City Extra podcast for today. We will be back after Manchester City's game against Real Madrid to bring you Pep Guardiola's post-match press conference and hopefully if he can get a Wi-Fi signal and if it's not too chaotic, Simon Baikowski will join us on the podcast 
out there in Madrid. Simon is out there right now, living it up whilst we're here in dreary, rainy, wet Manchester. Simon is in the heat, the lovely warmth of Madrid. Let's hope he's not having too many sangrias. Anyway, that's all from us. I hope you've enjoyed the pod. I hope we've brought you a bit of insight and something that you didn't know ahead of Manchester City's Champions League semi-final. We are extremely excited here at the Manchester Evening News. We hope you are too. We will be back very soon. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you very soon on our social platforms. Come and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll be on TikTok very soon for all those young people listening. We're on YouTube. We're just about to hit 1,000 subscribers. We've got the training from today, the Man City training, if you want to watch it. Some really good stuff. There's a really funny clip of Jack Grealish wrestling one of his coaches to the ground that um, has got a lot of City fans excited that Jack Grealish is going to bring this to the Real Madrid players. All tongue-in-cheek, of course. But anyway, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate every single one of you from wherever you are in the world. And we will see you after City, hopefully, do one over on Real Madrid.